history, humanity has made and had unique relationships with his products, from the purposeful to the pointless. Have you ever wondered what motivates humanity to do this? Welcome to Object Passion, the ongoing discussion of a group of industrial designers exploring the relationship between man and what he makes. Please welcome Sharif Manganis, Joe Wang, and Thomas Kim. What's the latest in in the news for you guys as far as like design, transportation, products, services, or well, anything? What caught your eye? Well, for me, like pay attention, pay a lot of attention to video game industry this uh, this time around because mm. you know, like pandemic stuff, it's getting hard and hard. So you need to like take a, take away your mind and put it into some other video games to be more exciting and yeah one thing that i found out that the video game trend right now is in terms of design in terms of marketing is that they will tend to hype the product a lot just like mm. what we do for concept design like concept transportation design they will tend to hype the uh, product the product a lot and then put so much money on the on the marketing put so much money on the promotion side of it, but when, but when it turns out, every time when it turns out that the actual game doesn't look any close to the product games, the the the, uh, mm. the, the promotion one, mm. and I yeah, think the reason the beta version, yeah, and I think the reason is because they try to get as much attention as they can, but at the same time they lost the trust from all the players like us. Right. The most recent example is Cyberpunk 2077. I don't know if you right. guys heard of it. It's they are still fighting it, and people are angry. Mm-hmm. Mm. And oh yeah, yeah. Like like we say that we are paying so much money for you to do beta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and the other one is I I don't know if you guys seen like the newest game Wukong. No, no, that one I haven't seen. You should check it out, but like don't put so much excitement on it because in the end of the day the game is not gonna be like that for right. sure yeah and mm-hmm. i think that's one of the disease that is flowing around the video game industry mm. like nowadays the, the developer just want to get hype and the developer just want to create something that is a showpiece right for mm-hmm. audience like us to let us get hype mm-hmm. and when they launch they will think that oh I, we can still fix the game little by little. And yeah, that's true. But the reason why the, all the players are angry is because the demo that you show, the beta that you show, nothing compared, it's nothing compared to what we got. Yeah. Like it's like mountain and sea, you know, like the range is mountain and sea. <laughs> right. I think the problem of that is, you know, I think the companies are too concerned about the hype and not to focusing on the uh, the internal solidification. I would say yeah. like um, they're just kind of too uh, focusing on selling the product that mm-hmm. uh, they're not kind of looking through like a long term. 
you know, they just put like a flashy wrap, wrapping paper. That's what, yeah. what they're doing. You know, product yeah. quality is not that, not that great. It's hard to blame them on this because like this has been working now since probably at least like 2010, 2012, mm-hmm. like somewhere mm-hmm. around there, this sort of like really, really aggressive, like hype advertising strategy took place and we're seeing it everywhere. Like, right. um, sneaker heads with like mm-hmm. Nike SB drops, uh, Supreme selling a brick, mm-hmm. like literally creating hype around a brick with S- Supreme stamped in it. We <laughs> saw it like yeah. in the drone industry, like the drone industry was like all hype from like 2016 to 2018. Like, it's a strategy that's worked for like short term game for like a lot of different people. So like, right. I understand why they tried it. It's not great, but like it worked for so many people. I'm just afraid that this can be a routine of the developers and all the companies mm. out there mm. because it's it's a disease. Like I say, it's a it's really a disease where they can get really hyped. They can get like as much money as they want, but in the, in the end of the day, the product standard is out. It's not there. Right. The product standard is not there. It's not a long-term plan, you know? I, I just had an interesting thought process. If you guys want to entertain me for like a split second. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> this is kind of like a double-edged sword of like a, a result in the shifts in the marketplace. Okay. And the reason why I say that is this. Typically, let's say you're Lamborghini. You want to create a new product. You can't overhype and underdeliver. Okay? You're a Lamborghini. You have a reputation. You make handmade goods. Okay? And in the realm of, like, high-end handmade goods, yes, there is a lot of hype, but nobody ever underdelivers. It's in the lower end of like the marketplace right. where you see a lot of hype and under delivery. Mm-hmm. Now, why did this become a trend that we've seen since like 2010, 2012, somewhere around there? Um, I wonder if it's a shift in like consume as a it's a result of the shift in like consumer behavior because we're seeing people like turn over things like incredibly fast right uh, people in like niche industries buying things and like incredible unnecessary volumes yeah right like mm-hmm. i knew people who built drones and probably like i worked in the industry i had a business mm-hmm. in the industry and i easily had under 12 drones that were like fully built to operational capable of working at any point in time. Right. Mm -hmm. I knew people with between 50 and a hundred, right? Like Mm -hmm. that's insane. Like what do you need that volume for? Right. Like I've seen people who are knife collectors with like over 500 knives. Like why? Mm -hmm. Like what do you do? Like where do you put it all? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. But here's the thing. What those people demonstrate is a high turnover rate of like people buy something. They're like, oh, yeah, 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 that's cool. And then a week later, they're like, okay, I need my next fix. 
Right. right. You don't see that kind of turnover in the higher end markets where people are buying Hermes, Lamborghini, you know what I mean? Like Gucci, Burberry. So they can hype, but they still have to deliver because people in those markets expect that quality. But the right. people in the lower end of like the, the markets, right, they're churning their desire so quickly that people have to hype in order to just build up expectations. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Get that piece of the market because next week we're going to be irrelevant. Yeah. So I, I, it's a chicken and an egg. Is it the industry that created that? Or is it like a shift in consumer behavior in these like more sort of like I, when I say lower end, I don't mean like lower end socioeconomically. I just mean like the barrier to entry financially is lower, right? right. Like right. people can spend $60 on a video game. They can spend a hundred dollars on a brick from Supreme. You know what I mean? Like right. <laughs> they're, they're not, they can't spend a hundred thousand dollars five hundred thousand dollars on a lambo you know it, it's that's what i mean i'm not trying to like place any judgment on anybody's like buying <laughs> i mean i can't own a lambo for also, god's sake yeah i think also because um you know those like exclusive brand normally has uh the build-up trust you know with the mm-hmm. uh, um the customers so um having that will you know, have like the customers already have certain expectation. And even if that brand under delivered time to time, um, it's easier to forgive uh, to those brand um, with their product, you know, instead of criticizing it because they've been doing well. And, you know, time to time, people make mistakes, like company could Definitely. You know, come up with something wrong. But I think uh, for me, in my opinion, I don't like this sort of uh, quick, uh, hype, you know, mm. without any um, solidified trust in between the company and and the customer, is because um, it kind of uh, uh, takes the value and make it very superficial. Mm. In my opinion, the reason why I say that is because um, there's no built trust in between, and then whatever they're buying, it's kind of like a stock, you know, like when people say. Uh, you know, um, this is going to be good. Instead of like individually, they research and find out if it's legitly yeah. going to grow. Um, people just buy because they just know for sure that a lot of people are going to, you know, just come in and, and purchase that stock. So um, what's the value there? You know, is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it that the product itself or is just the uh, just everybody wants to have it just because you know, everybody says it's good, you know, and mm-hmm. um, it, it seems like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just being kind of overcritical or like, you know, over serious about this situation. But I, I think that kind of drives the whole society into following something that is very Absolutely. superficial. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's why um, it's good to filter things out in Twitters or social medias, you know, to, to find out what is good, but it's very dangerous to bluntly just follow anybody who the, who he thinks is influencer or you know the mm-hmm. leader of the society without questioning anything, and then people just do whatever those guys tell you to do. You know, it's yeah, totally. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, where's the value in that? You know, you're living 
basically a life that that the uh, the influencers want you to live, basically, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that's that's why I'm kind of against this idea of like making things overly hyped. And of course, I'm not putting finger point on those companies or influencers because they do it because the society is actually reacting to it. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I think in the end, it's it's a, a huge, hugely, it's, it's, it's about the education, and um, I think the the U.S. capitalism, um, I think that's the part that is lacking is actually educating how the system works and how that affects right. you know um, social um, interaction, social uh, structure, social you know morality, and all these things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think that's a, a like that that in and of itself is like a big topic that like is very difficult for a lot of people to wrap their heads around, you mm-hmm. know. So they get like scared off from from the subject, you know, honestly. But like like kind of backtracking a little bit to like what you were saying earlier, like I think there's definitely like I think there's there's an opportunity for us to actually get into this in like its own unique like uh podcast discussion topic like down the road mm-hmm. but there's definitely different ways to skin a cat as far as like a startup or like uh um an entrepreneurial effort is concerned right because mm-hmm. like one side you can lead with quality you know, and you right. can like build the brand trust and build the consumer trust through quality. And you can like even leverage other people's like quality in order to, to establish your own, right? Like by right. choosing certain factories that are well known, whatever, right. whatever. Right. But on the flip side, that also doesn't get your name out there. Mm. And that's where the hype marketers are genius, right? Because like, Look at all of these YouTubers and TikTokers who have no skills, right? <laughs> like no right. skills, right. but they're millionaires. Yeah. <laughs> and all of these craftsmen are also like sitting there like, you know, week to week, month to month, you know, figuring out the bills, you know? So I think there there's some validity and some... There, I think there may be a strategy down the road that we could develop it through conversations, right? Where like mm-hmm. you can leverage the best of both while trying to avoid the worst of both approaches, okay. right? You know, yeah. I think it's it also comes down to the decision that the company make, like you know, like mm-hmm. the investors, the business side of it. A lot of times. Like they say, just developing a product, they want to get the money back. Like because developing games and products and cars is it costs a lot. Yeah. So they want to get the money back as soon as possible. So a lot of times, a lot of the decisions are not actually the designers, the uh, directors' decision. Is it mm-hmm. rather is more so the investors' decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when back to our topic, like. Because the the investors want to push the product out as soon as possible, 
Mm-hmm. They want to get the money back, and so the designers out and the developer thinks that oh, we can take it as a chance to hype the product. So mm-hmm. it's like went back to Sheru's chicken or egg topic. I think mm-hmm. it's both. You know, like I think mm-hmm. it's, it's both. The investors wants the money, and the developer wants the game. We also want to play the game. You know, so yeah, 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 yeah. Trend, and I'm just like thinking that this trend is gonna be. Going on for at least another five to six years, at least.、Mm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's undeniable, especially、yeah. at this time when、um, customers has so many options, and、mm-hmm. you know, they they could see、uh, you know who's playing what you know, inside out, and yeah.、Uh, yeah, that's why the the hype industry. You know, I, I guess I have to call it hype industry.、Sure. You know, it's. Is gonna be pretty active until、mm-hmm. I think the uh, um, we see the、uh, the withdrawal of、mm-hmm. you know like side effect of this thing. You know, I mean, cyberpunk already kind of you know revealed the、uh, what what's the downside of the uh, uh, side effect, and then eventually I think people will learn that all this hype could、uh, not last too long. You know, and then they slowly believe、yeah. in,、uh, I guess, something more solid,、um, you know, stable. Like Cyberpunk is not the first one who did this. I don't know if you guys heard of the game called Anthem. Anthem.、Mm-mm. Yeah. No. So it's the EA BioWare games.、Mm-hmm. Uh, comes out twenty six, twenty eighteen, announcing E、mm-hmm. three, and then the game is really hype. Mm-hmm. And then that's the first, the first time people seeing this kind of、uh, routines, this kind of trend where the developer will hype the game up, and then when they launch the game, it's actually different games. Right. It's different, totally different game. That,、uh, and then they will use the players as、uh, testers.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. To yeah, fix yeah. the game, and then. Eventually, they will fix and fix and fix the game. And speaking of Anthem, there is a news a few、uh, a week ago says that the developer of Anthem, the EA,、uh, the developer of EA, the、uh, CEO and the CEO, the investor will go into a meeting, and then they will op- they will discuss either Anthem two point oh was because either Anthem two point oh will be developed or they will abandon the game. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where all the like talk will come in, like because because we expect that the developer should do good,、right. but then it would. It's kind of like it's really funny. It's kind of like give away us, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's interesting、um, going to 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 what Thomas was saying about like.、Uh, It'll take a little while, but like the consumers may may shift in their attitudes, right? Like,、mm-hmm. what's kind of coincidental about that is this morning there was、uh, an op-ed in CNN, you know, talking about how, like, regardless of what your politics are, like, I don't care. I I, I personally I I don't like politics in general. Right,、mm-hmm. uh, but they were saying that with the most recent impeachment,、uh, the investigation into like what happened with like、uh, the insurgency, the riots, whatever, 
the, the, the op-ed was making an argument that we were going to begin into a new era of accountability, mm. which is very interesting because like when you analyze trends, you always have to look at it. Like I had a tremendous, uh, uh, mentor who I would love to shout, shout out. Her name's, uh, Liliana Becerra. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she, taught me you have to look at it from like the global political like macro high level side and then it will trickle down to like smaller markets as like time goes on so it's very interesting because if if this op-ed is true in their analysis and their expectation for like an era of accountability, then we may be seeing that heading into product markets within the next like five years, mm-hmm. you know, um, where, you know, developers will be held to task for like yeah. basically releasing a public beta and mm-hmm. charging people for it, you right. know, right. Um, which is very interesting because it's also been the trend uh, amongst like factories, like overseas factories Mm -hmm. where they're just going to like produce, produce, produce. And based on the number of returns they get, they say, okay, this needs to be adjusted. This needs to be fixed. You know what I mean? They wait for the social media backlash to like fix operations. (laughs) Like damage control. Uh, yeah. Hey, well, the funny part is they don't even make like public statements of like yeah. apology. Yeah. You know, yeah. they never acknowledge their failings. They just make improvements, release version two, and then they get suckers the second time around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's so unfortunate, but that's, yeah. that's, that's where the trend is right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. We just have to yeah. do it. <laughs> Well, no, like I, I have a friend in the, the drone space who sells like drones require like very simple electronics. And he said one of the factories that he, he used to purchase from had a failure rate of 60%. Well, speaking of uh, the hype, I would like to mm. also talk about um, Clubhouse. So, oh. mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. You know, unfortunately, all three of us have Android, so we can't really install yet. But I actually got a donor um, iPhone from one of my friends, so I am going to install it this week. But um, basically, I think that hype is a bit reasonable, even though, um, you know, a lot of the uh, the hype came from um, Elon Musk joining in and, you know, start uh, doing his live uh, podcasting there. But um, the platform itself is very, um, I don't know if you guys haven't checked yet, but it's very uh, intuitive, very, very simple. Um, you just gather in a room and then, you know, listen to somebody talking. And mm. uh, yeah, it, 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 the, the interesting thing is that um, um, the data of the, the voice, um, the audio disappears within a certain amount of time. So mm. just like the Instagram story, mm, yeah, it disappears after like a couple hours or something. So it kind of brings people together quickly because you don't want to miss the uh, you know the 
the conversations or the, the podcast session that they have. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think whoever developed it, you know, was pretty smart on that, you know, note of understanding human behavior. Mm. Uh, and I think there is a term called FOMO. A lot of my yep. friends using that word when they're, you know, doing a stock. But nowadays, everybody's online. Everybody thinks they're behind when, when they're not catching up to what's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, I think the developer for, uh, definitely used that fear, you know, because FOMO stands for fear totally. of missing out, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess I don't think in, you know, the FOMO itself is that healthy, you know, in terms of no, mentality, but terrible. Yeah, it's, I don't think it's a good behavior or good mm. phenomenon, but mm. um, I think definitely a lot of these apps and a lot of these uh, softwares are utilizing that to attract more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, it's, it's definitely a, a psychological button yeah, that right. you can like yeah, they, press yeah. right. every single time. And you almost consistently get the exact same result. Mm-hmm. What's really also very interesting, this like FOMO phenomenon that like clubhouse is leveraging is again, I, I saw another article about upcoming trends where like there people are going to leverage things like Clubhouse to mm-hmm. do momentary marketing. Right. And so, for example, Elon Musk hops on Clubhouse and he's doing like a 15 minute show. For those 15 minutes, he'll offer you a discount on uh, something. Mm-hmm. And then after those 15 minutes of engagement with him, that code is gone. That sale is over. There's no more deals. Right. So it's going to leverage it twice as hard because right. one, you're not going to want to miss what this guy says. And two, you're only going to be able to get a deal on whatever he's offering while he's like doing it. Exactly. Yeah. It's so crazy. So and crazy. I would, I would, if I, I'm a, one of the panel or guests there and then hearing that kind of stuff, even if I might not need the electric car at the moment or um, whatever he's offering, I would still buy it because it's a good deal. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and that's the scary part of, you know, having FOMO is mm-hmm. a lot of these you don't need, you know. No. But, but you just... Yeah, I just want to know, and then it's kind of a trap, almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is—they are very smart. I think, like whoever developed the developer who developed Clubhouse, and then the idea behind this kind of marketing. Like for us, it's like we think of it as it. Like I always have this idea of we think like this kind of marketing is. We don't want this kind of marketing, but we will do. You know, like eventually we'll, we will follow the trend. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's sad. Yeah, it's that sad. People are be behaving that way. But I mean, as a streamer, as a podcaster, we have to. We have to utilize it. Yeah, we have to follow mm-hmm. the step, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I, I highly want to, you know, tell the listeners that, um, you know, please understand that this is a method and uh, you should be aware that. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever you're formoing is not uh, really healthy 
you should listen to something that you feel like is necessary or something that you enjoy, not yeah. you, something that, oh, you have to be there or you feel like you're excluded. Yeah. You know? yeah. So um, I really highly suggest all the listeners to follow, uh, you know, subscribe or listen to somebody that you can actually uh, value from. It's, it's so funny, like the FOMO thing. <sighs> years ago, years ago, uh, there was this uh, this girl, you know. Um, I'm I'm no prize, by the way. Let me let me preface the story by saying, like, you know, I'm not not some like handsome, good looking dude, whatever, whatever, right? You're you're good. But, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> no, no. Here's the thing. I don't lack self confidence, but like, I'm I'm also very like realistic, right? Uh-huh. Uh, so in saying that, right, with all humility, there was this girl like years ago who was like seriously, seriously into me, you know, like every signal that she could possibly send like was on blast and I'm terrible at even noticing those things. Uh I knew a relationship wouldn't work with us. So I was just always kind of like playing defensive, you know, a little bit. But finally, she kind of like wore me down a little bit. And I was like, okay, let's go out on a date. And I did it proper. Like I took her out on like a real date, not just like, oh, you're interested. I don't need to put a lot of effort kind of date, you know. She was so trapped by the FOMO kind of like disease. She couldn't even engage with me in a regular conversation throughout the entire dinner because she was checking her phone so frequently. And I even asked her, I like, I pointed it out in the conversation was like, what are you, what's so important on your phone? Like, is, is it a family thing? She's like, Oh no, no, no. I'm just seeing like checking what the latest updates are on like my friend's feeds. Cause I want to see what they're doing. And I was like, Uh you have been pursuing me for months now, like literally months, you know? And like, I turn around and I say, okay, let me give this person a chance, make the effort. And it took her out to a nice meal, you know, picked her up, dressed up, all of that good stuff. She couldn't even engage in a freaking conversation with me over dinner because she was checking her phone that frequently. Oh my. Like, it, it, it was the worst, and it, I was just like, okay, wow, like, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm not going to give you a second chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. So, like, that's also one of the key lessons about FOMO in general, right? Like, the thing that you are so focused on, like, you're missing out on the thing over here that you really want. Right. You know? Right. Like, you're just like, oh, I'm engaging, I'm engaging. Oh, let me get that thing. Whoa, oh my god, whoa, whoa, attention, attention. What? Whereas, like, the thing that you really want to get is like passing you by. Right. Excellent right. example. Why are people spending and getting all hyped up and spending you know thousands of dollars on shoes when they could be building a future for themselves and putting that money towards like investments, retirements, like. Mm-hmm a house, like a car, right? Like what are thousand dollar sneakers going to give you except better rep, right? right? But like 
what's the value of that rep if your car doesn't work? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, or yeah. if like, you know, you, you, you're 70 and you have to like, you know, be on, on government payments because like you, you have no retirement fund. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what, what are your, your kicks? What are the thing that you collected going to do for you then? You know what I mean? So yeah. like, the FOMO is really great for now, but like, <laughs> I mean, so like I, 10 years from now, you're not going to care about that thing. Right, right. <laughs> I, I think FOMO is great short term, but uh, in the long term, it will drain you out. Uh, a lot of times, it won't leave you a lot of, lot of stuff. Like people who are FOMOing a lot normally is they don't see a lot of values in their life. You know, like what they're experiencing at the moment. Mm -hmm. That is what I think is my opinion. But um, that's why um, you just got to live life, you know. Um, Mm. Yeah, you just got to just look around, you know, have fun with your friends, spend time with your family. You know, Um, you know, how come people are not missing out on that, you know, and they're missing out on big stocks, you know, going down mm-hmm. or, you know, they're missing out on um, Elon Musk says something, this and that, you know, when uh, you can actually spend some little more time talking with your parents or talking yeah. to your brother and sister, building a relationship with your friends or, you know, a significant others. So I think maybe for them, they don't see the, the much value in that. Thing. And I think mainly it comes from lack of um, understanding in a long-term goal, you know, like, you know, eventually we all get old, we all get uh, lonely sometimes. And what does Elon Musk going to do? Or what does uh, you know, Jeff Bezos going to do for you? You know, what does, uh, like, if you're unhealthy and in hospital, if Jeff Bezos going to send you some flowers? I don't, I don't know. And that will wrap first part of this episode and we'll come back for the part two. Thank you. <laughs>